Hello, everybody. We are back with another Bravo discussion. This is a jam-packed week. We have Shaws of Sunset premiere, New York, Real Housewives of Beverly premiere, and the first part of the New Jersey reunion. So、mm-hmm. let's just get into it. So we have Shaws of Sunset. Yes. I did not know that I needed Shaws of Sunset until I saw this premiere.、It、I didn't、so、either.、Good. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. It was like unexpected, and I wasn't really like looking out for Shaws of Sunset, because、um, I do feel like the past, like I want to say, like two seasons have been kind of like the same sort of fights and all that kind of stuff. But this was a really great premiere episode. Exactly, and I think maybe because Shaws isn't as popular, but I think it is.、Um, we. Or at least I did not get any whiff of this whole Mike shame rumors on social media. None, nothing, and、um, that's really good because I was genuinely shocked, but not really because you know it's Mike. But you know, how do you feel about this whole?、Um, I don't know, sexting. Fifty Shades of Shoehead.、Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm, right. I, I wish I w- was able to say that, but I'm just not surprised. It is just wild、um, that Mike is still doing this. Like, hasn't he learned his lesson after his、uh, marriage was broken up? But、right. uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel bad for Paulina. Same, and he's such a gaslighter. I cannot. Like this year, we've you know learned about gaslighting and what it is, and you know how to spot it. And Mike is the prime example. When he was in that car at the end of like yeah that little dinner with MJ and Tommy, and he was just like, "You're drunk, you're drunk, you're crazy." I was like, "Oh my god, he is scary," because she didn't really seem that drunk. Yeah, and- that entire scene was just crazy because it's like. It's like here you have you know Paulina like you know visibly upset about this、uh-huh. entire situation, and Mike is just like, "What's wrong? Why、right? are you upset? What's bothering you? I didn't do anything. What did I do?" And it's like, "Hello, I know. <laughs> are you dumb or are you dumb?" Literally, she's just mad, and、mm-hmm. he's like, "What are you upset about?" And she's like, "The situation." He's like, "What situation?" Is he delusional? Like, what's going on? You literally just explained to MJ and Tommy how you got hacked, your iCloud, and you were sexting、uh, this other woman. And I, the whole situation is just so bonkers. I just find it hilarious whenever people are just like, "My iCloud got hacked and stuff," and it's like, I would have believed you a few years ago if that happened. But like nowadays,、mm-hmm. like you know, Apple has made so many security so things.、Exactly. They've made it really hard. So it's like, come on, come yeah, on. Unless you're like a real professional hacker, this is not some random person hacking into your account so that they can make it seem as if you're sexting other women. Exactly. And. I thought it was hilarious that they made Reza and Destiny <laughs>、yeah. read out the text. That was so funny. It was pretty funny. It was hilarious. Great acting. Yeah, and I'm surprised they actually like revealed the text essentially. And I was like, 
this literally sounds like Mike. I feel like this is something. Those text messages were like, I didn't need to hear them, but also I, I'm very glad I heard them. Like it was both cringy but entertaining. So hilarious. Boobs or ass. <laughs> <laughs> so good um another thing that happened was reza and mj they actually like meet up to talk about their relationship yeah it's i mean it's kind of crazy that they're like kind of being cordial and meeting up like i'm still surprised because i feel like that would definitely be one of those things where like if that happened in your friendship you probably wouldn't be able to recover but they are in a reality show and they know that they have to do a job and so this is just a part of it um i do find it like crazy that you know the whole situation with um reza and mj's husband what's his name jimmy tommy tommy Tommy. yeah like the fact that like i didn't know that reza extended the restraining order same um the fact that reza still hasn't seen uh, baby shams like all that kind of stuff it's it's weird it is weird and I just don't know how you recover from even last season when yeah. Reza was just shouting at MJ, you had 10 abortions. <laughs> like, oh my God. I The the forgiveness in these people's hearts is uh, very large. I mean, I think it is like a big part of it is because of the pandemic. Like they're kind of just like, okay, well, you know, life is very unpredictable so let's just be friends and i feel like that is a good excuse to kind of like mend a relationship with somebody mm-hmm. um but it's still the the dynamic is still interesting to me because it's like you know mj wants to move forward but like her family doesn't want her to move forward with yeah. them and it's it's a very complicated situation but i'm excited to see what happens in this season with them same and i'm also excited to see what happens with golnessa cuz she has a baby her baby is so cute. I know. I'm so surprised because I just remember watching her in season one being like the daddy's girl, spoiled and like obsessed with knives. And now she has a baby. It's funny because she's both so different now, but she's also still the same kooky person. I know. Like she obviously like stopped doing these weird activities, but like uh-huh. now she's just such a like, I don't know. She's kooky, but she makes sense now. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I think the CBD really helped her. <laughs> I, yeah, I love Goldness. Goldness has always been my favorite. I've always been rooting for her and I continue to root for her. I know. I always thought I was problematic for liking her, but no. whatever. Whatever. Um, <laughs> one thing was hilarious was when Paulina apparently like texted all of the friends about this whole situation and Golnessa was just like, girl, don't text me about this. I'm about to eat my pie. <laughs> I died at that. And then when Golnessa texted back, she was just like, don't fucking talk to me like this. And I'm just like, she wasn't even talking to you aggressively. I but know. Okay. <laughs> I was like, why is she going so hard on this poor girl? Like, she's struggling. <laughs> but it was so funny. It was so funny, though. Um, I am surprised that, like, all of these friends are still friends with Mike. Like, they still want to help him, which I guess I understand because they have been friends for a very long time, Mm -hmm. like, over 10 years. But I do wonder. It's like, 
is it time to put him into rehab, like get a better intervention than going to Palm Springs? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. He needs like to do a lot of focusing, thinking. I think he's just one of those people. He's always been one of those people that like needs to be in a relationship. Mm. But I think that he really needs to like be single for like at least like two years to kind of learn about himself without, and he needs to be, what's it called? Um, what's the word when you're not having sex? Um, Absent. No, there's another word. It's called, it's just a C. Celibate. Celibate. He needs to be celibate and single for two years at least mm. to kind of just figure out who he is and what he wants because it just doesn't make sense. I feel like it would be really hard for him to be celibate because I think he's a sex addict. Oh, 1000%. So I think he needs to go to rehab. But I have a, a lot of questions about like other things in his life um, that I'm hoping that we see this season. So number uh-huh. one... He he just bought this beautiful house last season. Yeah. Why, his reason for moving out didn't make sense. He was just Same. like, oh, I I needed space from Paulina because her like you know ex husband's like family lives in the neighborhood. I'm like, yeah, in her neighborhood, but not in yeah. your neighborhood. Unless right? you guys were living in the same area or she was living with you. And then secondly, like. What happened to this whole business development that he was doing with his family? I right. need to know details about these things. Exactly. Like, I have no idea what is going on. Yeah. I was like, wait, didn't Reza help you literally renovate that whole house to mm-hmm. make it perfect? And you had a whole housewarming. And you were like, I want to fill this house with kids or something. Else. And now you get a bachelor apartment? Like, what? In Hollywood, too. Like, Hollywood is, like, notorious in California for being, like, the party area. The yeah. area where, like, the singles, you know, are and all that kind of stuff. The young people. So, I'm just, like, interesting. Yeah. Speaking of houses, Destiny moved next door to Reza, which I was like, wow, this is interesting, too. Definitely. I feel like this season, she's kind of giving me, like, Asa vibes. Oh, my God. I feel she like is. she's, like, morphed into, like, ha- what Asa was, because, like, Destiny's house, that was, um, that was interesting to see. Her decoration, yeah. um, the kind of person she is. I'm honestly still surprised she's on the show. Right. I thought she was going to be off after, like, last season. But at the same time, though, I'm kind of like, you know what? Like, she does, she's a good, like, side character. Like, she's a good main side character, if that makes sense. Like, she's yeah. good for, like, being there and starting shit, but not really being, like, the main character in the situations. Exactly. You know who's a bad side character? Um, the other guy. Sherman? Even, no, not him. The other one. Mima. Him. Okay, I'm shocked that Nima and um, Thing are like make our best friends now. Like all of a sudden, like yeah, I don't think they hated each other. Each other. <laughs> Nima's an interesting guy. I'm interested to see what happens with him on the show. But like at the same time, like if he like wasn't on the show, like I wouldn't like miss him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even like be able to tell. <laughs> exactly. I mean, his presence is very much unnecessary. Okay, well, that was what we had for Shaw's great premiere. I cannot Mm -hmm. wait. They're already going to Palm Springs in the second episode. Yeah. So we shall talk about that next week. For sure. Okay, so let's take a break and we'll come back with New York. Alrighty, we're back with New York. We are in the Hamptons day two three Mm -hmm. i don't know time stops in the hamptons 
Okay. <laughs> it does. Um, okay, so we go to a wine tasting, which is a staple yeah. of the housewives. We love to see it. Yeah. And, you know, Ebony confronts Ramona about using the help. And I thought Ramona took it in very well, only because it was probably because it was coming from a Black person and because mm-hmm. I think the tone of Ebony's voice was nice and neutral for Ramona's ears because I feel like whenever Ramona hears a hint of you know uh attack or you know being condescending she's Mm -hmm. like ready to go on the defense I on one side I do applaud like Ebony's um you know her method of communicating this to Ramona but on the other hand I'm just like rip her to shreds like what are you doing like you know like like this lady just said a very racist comment and if i was ebony i don't know if i would have the class and the patience Mm -hmm. to say it in such an eloquent way um and i really do wish like she was just like no bitch like that was a racist comment like you can't be saying shit like that and but i mean again i do agree with you like that's the only way to get to ramona exactly um and uh one way not to get to ramona is miss leah uh, asking about the blood plasma that Ramona allegedly donated. I have no idea what is what in this argument because we'll never know. We will never know if Ramona actually donated this blood plasma or whatever. Well, she didn't. And I feel like. Oh. So well, then I mean, how come she's saying she did? Is she getting confused? She's twisting the truth. What she's, I think what happened in that situation, and again, I could be wrong because it's been a few days since I watched the episode, but she was basically saying how like she had to get like her blood tested or something for Uh Corona or something, something along those lines, whatever it may be. But I think she made it, she put it out in like the world or like made a statement or something about how she gave blood. And technically she gave blood, but for testing for herself and not for a donation. And I think that's where like Leah was, you know, kind of upset. And I was really happy that Leah brought this up and was actually like, you know, barking at Ramona for this. Cause I was just like, it's true. Like, you know, you can't be going around saying statements like that when overall during coronavirus, like you yourself have not been like a proper diligent person. Like you've been partying in Florida for like, you know, this entire time and you even got COVID and you lied about that and you've been going to parties and you lie about that and now you're making this statement about how like, you know, you've done such a big act of like mankind and, but it's like, it's not even true. <laughs> like, And I would, yeah, so I'd be just as pissed as Leah. Okay, I understand why Leah was like going so hard. I can't with all the other ladies though, they're just, Something about them trying to get Leah to, I guess, like, back off or, like, calm down or be like, you need to, you know, fix your tone when you're confronting Ramona with the information. It's kind of just like, y'all are just enabling Ramona to be this way. Well, I think the ladies, like, they just, they again, it's just Luann and Sonia who know Ramona so well. And I feel like they, mm-hmm. they in that conversation were just like, okay, so clearly she didn't. Let's move on. And it's because <laughs> I I think that they know that, like, 
there's just like Ramona's just you know a walking BS person like she just will say whatever comes to her mind even if it's not true and I feel like Luann and Tanya just like Leah just like we know this the world knows this just stop arguing because it's like arguing with the wall like you're not going to get anywhere that's true that's true and I love how Ramona ran away to the toilet yeah and then had diarrhea or something I know <laughs> Leah's wow. comment about the IBS thing I died I was just like Right? This girl is like eating oysters all day and chugging wine and stuff. Obviously, this is gonna happen to you. And I was like, again, hilarious. Hilarious. Another thing that had me like in stitches was when Sonia and Ramona they're walking back to the table, and like Sonia sees a man, and he's just like, "I love your body," and she's like, "You love my body." <laughs> she was like so happy in that moment. She was just like, "Wow." All my trauma has gone away. I know. She forgot about all her issues in that one moment and was ready to, like, risk it all for this one man. Yeah. Um, What did you think of that conversation at the same dinner table about Leah bringing up, you know, what Heather Thompson has said and reciting it out loud? That was wild, and I loved it because I, I don't get it. Like, why would Heather... Actually, no, I get why Heather would say those things, but then I do not understand why she would agree to come to the Hamptons and hang out with these women, knowing that she said all of this shit. And it's like, yeah, she could just also, you know, stand by it and be like, yeah, I said that shit, but, you know, I'm still going to have some oysters with you. I I feel like this little storyline of bringing Heather is really breaking the fourth wall because it just mm-hmm. really shows us that like it's all for the show and entertainment because yeah. it's like Heather sh- said a lot of shitty things about all of them. They should really be mad at her. It will from the get go. They should be mad at her. Not even had lunch with her. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that she's coming to hang out with people that she dislikes, I'm kind of like this is just really stupid. Like this yeah. doesn't make any sense. And when Leah was reciting out loud some of those things that she said and. Luan was just like, oh my god, that fucking bitch. Oh god. I do not read. Do you not have ears? Like, do you not hear this stuff when it comes through? Because I know for a fact, Lou, you have Google alerts and right? you're reading every single one of them for yourself. So don't sit here and pretend like you haven't heard these comments already. Right? That's so true. She definitely heard about this shit. Speaking of Luann, okay. her and Garth. Yeah. I <sighs> I'm happy for Luann, um, but unfortunately, we know, you know, right now in time, yeah. she has a new man, actually. Yes. Some pictures swirling around Instagram, them making out in the streets of New York. But anyways, Garth. Garth is pretty cute. I'm like, Luann really knows how to get them. Yeah. Luann is uh, always able to find a man for herself, um, which is a Insane. an ability that I wish I had. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, I mean, good for her, but I mean, Sonia brought up Garth like every 30 seconds, maybe. And it was kind of crazy. I was like, if I was there, I'd be like, can you shut up already? Like, what is this? It was so funny to me. Every single time, Luann was just like, oh, Garth is coming tomorrow. And Sonia's like, Garth, Garth, Garth. <laughs> I'm like... Sonia, something's really wrong. Like she's uh she's really jealous. She's really lonely, and uh, it's it's rough for Sonia, and I feel bad. 
she just needs to be in a relationship because like i think a lot of things are just downhill in her life right now and i think that she i feel like what she does is she kind of brings up her marriage and those miseries as kind of like a cover-up for a lot of other issues that she has in her life yeah and yeah she really needs to be taken care of by somebody honestly yeah, I, I really do hope that like a rich man comes her way. I actually, I actually really want her to end up with uh, Tom. <laughs> I feel like that would oh be really funny. God. Or with Harry Dubin or something. But we we both know recently we saw a photo of Harry Dubin hanging out with Leah and Tinsley. He has moved on to the next generation yes. of uh, New York elites. Um, but I do hope that Sonia, you know, recovers from whatever she's dealing with. Yeah, and one thing I never understood about Sonia and her whole marriage was it was so short, and at the same time, apparently it was her fault that they yeah. got divorced. Like, she was fucking around in the south of France, as Dorinda liked to say. I feel like it also just could be, like, you know, guilt on her part. And, mm, and you know, if she was cheating on her man, obviously, like, you know, there was some issues in her relationship. And maybe it was that, like, you know, she just became this, like, his trophy wife, which is probably true, you know, uh-huh. based off of what, you know, her ex-husband's status was, you know, yeah. in New York and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like she has, like, this immense guilt, which is why she's, like, still sad about all of this. Uh huh. Um, maybe she thinks that you know, if she hadn't done what she did, she would still be in like a marriage where things were healthy and her life would be a completely different way, and she would be very rich still and wouldn't have all these issues. And I think that what she, I think that she really does blame like her, what she did and her divorce for her entire downfall. Mm, very true. Very true. Very deep. Love yes, that analysis. I okay, you know, I've been sitting at home for a week now. <laughs> I have nothing else to think about. So this is the kind of stuff that I think about, you know. I love that. And you know, speaking of her husband, Mr. JP Morgan, or I don't know, JP Morgan Jr., whatever, which mm-hmm. whatever. Sonia calls a friend that works at JP Morgan and um Ebony decides to talk to them and you know, like making conversation, like, yes, I'm gonna get my mortgage or whatever with jp morgan and miss uh miss ramona just has to come in and it's like wells fargo has better rates and sonia fucking loses it and she just goes off of ramona and she's like wells fargo that's not my bank this is where i need dorinda to come out and be like that's not your family (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yes oh god Honestly, though, like, now, like, a lot of, like, Dorinda's comments from the past seasons, like, I kind of, like, stand with Dorinda. I'm kind of just, like, that's not your family. Shut up. Like, relax. Like, that's your daughter's family, but that's not your family. I know. It's just very reminiscent of, you know, in the Berkshires. Yeah, the monogram. Like, don't touch the Morgan letters. Oh, that too. It's it's wild and but again Ramona just knows how to pour some salt and lime into a, into a deep wound like she knows what she's doing. I know and she was the one who was just like taking the wine away from from Sonia and was just like she's had enough she's like going to go off the deep end and she just had to make that Wells Fargo comment. Oh, she knew what she was doing. I feel like she Ramona knew. Ramona Luann and Sonia like really like they know how to poke each other really well. Yeah, they but, do. I mean, at the end of the day, it makes for great television, so it kind of works out for us. 
but they, uh-huh. they know what they're doing. They're professionals. They are professionals. I think it was mostly because Sonia just like shoved Ramona so hard, and Ramona was just like, she fucking touched me. Yeah. She's like, I'm gonna fucking destroy this woman <laughs> with my um, words. Because you know getting... Ramona, she doesn't play that dirty in terms of like putting hands on people. Oh yeah, yeah. She'll yeah, say the true. craziest things. That's one thousand percent true. Um, but speaking of getting way too drunk, what do you think of Luann's obsession with her uh, fake rosé? She brings oh, it everywhere yeah. now. Yeah, I think I do kind of agree with Leah that having this like faux rosé in the wine glass and drinking that all the time, you're kind of like, it's it's a crutch. And I think you're really close to accidentally picking up a glass of real rosé and drinking it. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, on one hand, I think that it's it's great because it's like, you know, when people are trying to smoke cigarettes, they'll buy like fake cigarettes, like e-cigarettes, mm-hmm. because like, they, it, it helps your body, right? Because I think a lot of the times what it is is that your body is used to like doing various actions and holding objects that might resemble other things and so if you if you substitute you know what your issue is with something a pseudo item then it kind of like makes it feel better but i do agree with leah in the sense that it's like you know i think she's falling a little bit too on it and it's like you need to like if you're really gonna like be a sober person you really have to separate yourself from all of it but i the thing that i resonated the most with these comments were just about like the fact that luann keeps bringing them all to like wine areas and like mm-hmm. bars and stuff and it's like she's trying to prove something but it's like you don't need to prove anything like i think that luann kind of like puts it on herself that like oh my god i need to accommodate these people just because i don't drink doesn't mean that they you know like they need to go to bars mm-hmm. and stuff like that but it's like if they're your real friends like they'll be okay with like going to like a yeah. place with no alcohol, right? Like once in a while and stuff like that. And God knows that this group needs to be in a place that doesn't sell drinks. So um, yeah, they yeah, could I definitely think, use a cleanse. It's yeah. It's all interesting, but I'm kind of tired of like the storyline that Luann has going. Like I feel like yeah. this is the third or fourth season now that we're hearing about Luann's like drinking issues and stuff. And I, I don't know, I'm kind of getting kind of tired of it. Like if I have to hear about this more throughout the season, then I feel like it's going to be Luann's last season. Yeah. And another thing about the whole like Fose thing is I feel like if you're the way that Luann has said like, oh, I don't need alcohol. Like I don't even like crave it or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, well then Luann, why don't you be like Leah and just drink like seltzer with like grapefruit or whatever? Yeah. This fose. Yeah. So I don't know. She's going to fall off the wagon, but I hope she doesn't. I mean, if she does, it's great television for us. Yeah. Great television for us. Okay. And that's that for New York. Heather, she makes an appearance next week with. Ooh, we shall see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very excited to see this Karen behavior and how she got assaulted by Leah. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Yeah, so we will talk about that next week. We'll take a break and we will come back with the premiere of Beverly Hills. Alrighty, we're back with Beverly Hills and... This has been a very anticipated season because mm-hmm. there have been many reports of Miss Erica Girardi and Tom Girardi and stealing from plane crash victims. And this happened 
all when the season was filming. So that's great. Yeah, I'm. I was so happy to watch this premiere. It kind of feels like coming home. It does. You know, I don't know what it is, but like Beverly Hills, like obviously, like we know that like the past few seasons have not been the greatest. Oh yeah. But at the same time, it's just one of those shows that like I just like can't wait to watch. Uh-huh, same. Um, especially this season with not only the Erica stuff, but also with Kathy Hilton coming on, mm-hmm. with um, you know, Crystal coming on, with Sutton becoming a full-time housewife. Like these are just like the things that I was like really excited for. And so this premiere did not disappoint me. Same. Okay, so we see Garcelle and Rinna have a sit-down, and they discuss the Denise stuff from last season. I was... I'm honestly happy that they're bringing this up, in a way, because I think what happens in Housewives worlds a lot is that... I mean, it doesn't happen in some franchises, but, like, sometimes it's like they act like what happened last season didn't happen, especially when that person is not coming on the new season Mm -hmm. like they just completely like pretend like nothing ever happened so i'm glad that they brought it up and i'm glad that garcelle was just like i'm gonna hold this hoe accountable um even though denise is not even here anymore yeah the thing that i just didn't like was lisa rinna she was just like garcelle i wish i was like a better friend to denise i wish i was like i wish i was like you defending her but i was a cunt and I was just like, this this little performance of hers seems so fake. She just wants to like, I don't know, like sweep it under the rug and be like, yes, I was wrong. Let's move on from it. And it, mm. the thing is that conversation rubbed me in the wrong way because number one, when someone is like rushing to like just apologize right after that. Obviously, like they're they're guilty. They know they're mm-hmm. guilty. They know yeah. they've done so- something wrong, and they feel bad about it. But then Lisa Rinna, classic Lisa Rinna, like she still put in some jabs in that conversation when she was talking about Denise. She just like, she just like, I I barely knew her. Like I I'm closer to you than her, or I've known you longer. And Garcelle was just like, what? Like that doesn't make any sense. I know. Like, you all of last season when or like the season that Denise came on, you've been talking about like how you've known Denise for like twenty years and all that kind of stuff, and it's like that make it make sense, Rena. Like don't like all the like you're literally doing what Denise just did I know. About, about what she said about Brandy and not being close to her. Like this doesn't make sense, and I think that there was just like. There was just other things that, like, Lisa Rinna said in that conversation, too, that just, like, overall just rubbed me the wrong way, where I was like, do you feel bad? Do you feel bad because you actually hurt somebody or because you came across as, like, a bitch? Exactly. I think Lisa Rinna, she saw all the comments that the fans were making, and we're just like, you bitches are bullies, you're mean girls, and she was just like, oh, shit, I gotta do some damage control. Yeah. So she was just like, yeah, I admit it. I was a cunt. And the other thing that was like so stupid when Lisa was like, it wasn't even about Denise having sex with Brandy. And Garcelle was like, really? I think it was because y'all really made that a subject. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, so Lisa, what what was it really about then? I know. It was it was all just a little bit too much. I loved Garcelle's energy though. Like she barely had to say a word. She just gave her 
She was just like, don't try me, ho. Don't uh-huh. BS me. And Lisa Rinna was terrified. I know. I don't disagree. <laughs> Love that. Um, Should we talk about Crystal's entrance into the show, which was kind of weird. Oh, my God. It was so weird. I cannot believe they hung her out like that. When Lisa, Rinna, and Kyle, they're in the car to go to Crystal's house because they need to donate toys to Crystal. They say that, oh yeah, Crystal has known my sister Kathy for a long time and they, you know, they're friends, they work together. So that's why we're going to her house. I was like, without Kathy though? Like, why isn't yeah, she? Yeah, that didn't, that, that, this has been like, of course we know that like whenever there's a new housewife on the show, there's a very weird, awkward segue. Usually it's not like, oh, this is like my friend, even though it's like mm-hmm. not that person's friend. Um, this was by far the worst entrance of a new yeah. housewife, the worst segue. It just, it was terrible. Again, they could, so used Kathy, they could have used Kathy in that situation to also introduce Kathy to the show because also they didn't really introduce Kathy properly into the show. Yeah. She just kind of appeared at a party and it was just yeah. like, it was just like, what? Yeah. And then she just got a random confessional talking about being a dentist to the neighborhood children it, it did the, uh, i don't know what these editors were thinking they just kind of like were just like okay like everyone just knows kathy so we don't even have to introduce her it's just like not really like i mean we know who kathy elton is but we don't know who kathy elton is like exactly. we haven't like seen her personality we don't know what she's like so it was all of it was awkward but i'm really excited for these two to be on the show because these two seem like they don't have a filter I love it. Crystal, uh, her house, she seems fucking rich. Mm-hmm. Like, comparable to Kyle Umansky, Maurizio Umansky, rich. Not Mauricio anymore, it's Mo. It's Mo. Uh, <laughs> he has rebranded right. himself. He's Mo now. He's Mo now. But yeah, Crystal, she's so pretty. Uh, love that. And then <laughs> I love her husband just like coming in. And she was just like, yeah, here's my husband. And he was just like, yeah, you know, I went to school for animation and I work at Disney. Okay. And then, yeah. you know, she's touring them the house. And, you know, he directed Lion King, which, wow, legend. And she's like she's pointing out the figures um, in her like library or whatever and Lisa Rinna ugh, fucking this jealous ass bitch she was just like you know a way to name drop and I was just like oh, hold on weren't you the one when Catherine Edwards she came on the show or whatever and weren't you the one who was just like what about OJ like I knew OJ or something like that I don't know Lisa Rinna needs to shut the fuck up well, yeah, one thousand percent. For a person who ha- was name dropping her husband's name oh, yeah. for the first like five seasons that she was on, no, even yeah. now, even now, I mean, Harry Hamlin. Yeah, it's just like you, out of all people, should not be saying anything. And I don't know. It kind of, again, it kind of felt like it was like the Tiffany Moon situation as well. When like you know she was introduced to the show and she was giving a tour of her house, and mm-hmm. the ladies were just like, "Oh, that's kind of tacky." But it's like. If the girl is proud of her accomplishments or her husband's accomplishments, let her be. Exactly. And you know what? 
I think we forget that this is the housewives. We are here to watch them name drop. We are here to see their houses, to see their fucking ginormous closets or whatever yeah, we want especially to see. beverly hills out of every franchise we're yeah. we're only watching to see what your private lives are like we don't give a shit about what your like storylines are like the real underlying plot of beverly hills is just seeing like all the famous people in the background exactly and um uh i love i love crystal already mm-hmm. she fucking dragged dory with one word Amazing. Dorit. Do you know Dorit? No. Yeah, she she was just like, um, what, what did she say? She was just like, if if you if some if you know somebody's name or like if it's worth knowing somebody's name that you know them or like something yeah. along those lines. But it was it was great. And she also said Dorit. She Dorit. Like said her name wrong. Oh no, that was Kathy. Oh, that was Kathy. Okay. Was Kathy. Can we, okay, let's let's talk about that party. That weird barbecue um, that Dorit throw through. These women need to um, stop using the word barbecue because it's making them look stupid. Just say that it's a cocktail party with appetizers. Exactly. And we see all of them, you know, in their fancy outfits um, in Dorit's weirdly... Okay. I really hope that this season, like something that they maybe didn't put into to the trailer... Can we talk about Dorit's finances? Like, yeah. what is happening here? That car, this house. Oh yeah, and they're trying to sell that house right now. They put it back on the market, which so weird. Again, when people like to move around a lot, it means something shifty is going around in their bank account. Also, have you seen her TikToks? Like, no. You know, she has this one TikTok with her Louis Vuitton and like, all of her oh, stuff that she has. I saw that. And I was like, I was like, you had to have ordered this from DHgate or AliExpress. Yeah. This is not, all of this cannot be real because I do not think that PK or you are earning this much money. Exactly. Especially not from your little wedding dress collaboration. Yeah. I just want to talk about the fashions on Beverly Hills. Firstly, Garcelle with the clips in her hair in the other scenes. Yeah. I was like, we need to stop this nonsense. Like, you're too old for this. This is for I, like 16, 20 year olds. I will say, like, the only thing that I can defend for her is that she was filming her, like, you know, her talk show, The Real. So I feel like they probably like send her like just random items to wear and she just wears them. Cause, you know, when you're on a talk show, you kind of have to wear like something weird every single day like something very different to what you were wearing yesterday to kind of like, you know, give that effect. So I'm just going to blame it on the reels stylists. Um, but yeah, I agree. That was not a good look. Yeah, but she did it again in a different scene with like two little clips on the side. And I was like, we need to stop this. Um, we also need to stop the print, the little palm tree print or whatever that Lisa Rinna was wearing on her suit. Okay. All of those outfits at that like gathering were just weird. Like they what? were, they were. And oh my I also God. I feel like I've seen Lisa Rinna wear like that similar outfit before. I don't know why. It just mm. it just feels like I have. Yeah. Also, Miss Erica Girardi flashing her overflowing closet on TV, and then that diamond necklace. Ooh, the IRS is going to fucking get her. So based off of that, like, okay, like, I am 
of course, like a big conspiracy theorist when it comes to anything. Okay. And my, like, I'm, like, wondering, is she showing all this because she's trying to, like, make it seem like she didn't know about any of this? Um, and, you know, maybe, like, people will start to think, like, you know, if she's showing all this, then maybe, like, she didn't know anything about this because she was clearly, like, showing off her assets before she even knew that, you know, there were stolen assets. Or uh-huh. is she showing all, or, like, are the editors doing her dirty and are just like, you know what, let's see this bitch fail. And let's just, all those B-rolls that we got of her closet, oh, yeah. let's put them in now. You know, it's, I don't know, it's all very interesting. But again, also a lot of it could be fake. Like that diamond set that was brought to her, like it was just like, what the fuck is going on? I know. When I saw that, I was just like, ooh, this is not a good look. But um, I don't think the news broke out just yet when they were filming Mm. that scene, that period. You know, it came out in the middle of when they were filming. Yeah. So maybe she'll be a little bit more demure. Uh, in the second half, because she does say to Kyle, she's like, you need to contribute to my legal fund. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, can't you just sell that necklace? <laughs> she could. She could. Right. Unless it's not real, you know, bringing it back to being fake. It could be. It could be. Yeah. Some of these, uh, some of these fakes are very good nowadays. 1000%. And so, yeah, let's get back to this barbecue. (laughs) I love Kathy Hilton. She saw Garcelle. She was just like, is that Kyle? And it's like, why do you think this five foot seven black woman is Kyle? Your sister that is like four foot five. I don't know about Kathy. Kathy is just a weird person, but I'm I'm again like I'm excited for Kathy. I kind of like her energy. I really do think that she's going to be one of those people who's going to be very like outspoken and not going to realize that there's like it's TV show and there's strategy mm-hmm. involved and all the kind of stuff. Like I, I have a really good feeling that she's going to say a lot of things that are going to make people be like, uh, you just said that. What? Yeah. I love Kathy. I love when she was like to crystal. She was like, you brought me here for a barbecue. I'm hungry. <laughs> 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 yes, Kathy. Yes. I also um, loved when crystal made a comment about what everyone else was wearing. I forgot oh, what God, exactly yeah. she said, but she was just like, this group is very eccentric. Like, their outfits yeah. are uh, a little extreme. And outfits. Yeah, she was just like, um, whenever my older friends start dressing younger, I cringe. Yeah. And I was just like, fucking drag them. Because honestly, it's true. Like, these, like Lisa Renner, for example, she's like 50 years old. And she's always dressing like Amelia and whatever the other one's name is. Yeah, I mean, I'm not opposed to people dressing, like, at whatever, however they want. But, yeah, I do agree that sometimes it's, like, sometimes there's, like, a time and place to do it. And there's a time and place not to do it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a little interesting. Yeah. Let's also talk about our new housewife, technically, because she's a full-time housewife now, Sutton. Yeah, Sutton like living in Kyle's place now. Yeah. Do you like her? Um, I don't know about Sutton. I so last season I didn't like her at first and then I grew to like her. Mm-hmm. Um but then like I don't know how I feel about her. I kind of like honestly like deep down inside I do like her. 
I think that she's gonna be an interesting person. Um, she's one of those people that is just like so rich that she doesn't realize what's happening in the world. Mm. Or even just like with her like in her own like life and circle, she's just like, she's just so used to just like living her life that she doesn't know what to do. And maybe she's lost a lot of like social, you know, um, social, I don't know what the word is, but you know, uh, etiquette. Um, but I think she's going to be an interesting person to watch. And I'm glad that they made her full time. Okay. This is where you and I differ. Cause I do not like Sutton. I do not like her energy. Um, to your point. Yes. I do think she is so rich that she just doesn't know what's going on in, you know, the world and maybe even her own life outside of her little bubble of rich friends. And that really bothers me. And I just don't I see mean, hype I mean, but that's the thing. That's what we look for in our housewives. We that's what we want. You know, that we want mm-hmm. somebody to like be like so rich that they have no like idea what world they're living in. They're just living in their own bubble. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see like what happens. It's going to mm-hmm. be great television. You know, it's going to be great. Um, I also think I also find her and Garcelle's friendship like really cute. Like I think that those two like have really like stuck together, uh, which makes me like Sutton a little bit more. But yeah, I'm excited to see what happens because I think what it is is that Beverly Hills is like in a very interesting place where now there's a lot of people who will say the truth. Mm. rather than hiding i feel like ever since lisa vanderpump left like they've done a good job at bringing people to the show that are really going to say what they think out loud rather than hiding it and stuff and it's a good direction for like the storyline and the show to go in um because i feel like the earlier seasons there was a lot of like hiding and covering up information which was also really fun to watch because it made for yeah. really drama and stuff but i feel like Sutton, kathy crystal are going to be people who are going to say what they feel out loud and not hide it. And it's going to make for great TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, Kyle needs to stop blaming Halloween 2 on all of these things that she's doing. Like First it was the bangs, now she apparently broke her nose. (laughs) She really needs to stop with the charades. Like what? What number of nose surgery is this? Like number seven? Right. It's crazy, but you know what? Though I always do appreciate it, regardless of what the situation is. I do appreciate it when housewives are honest that they got a nose job. That is very true. Um, and the fact that she showed herself in full, you know, bandage mode. Um, I thought that that was kind of nice because I always yeah. do that. I appreciate when people are honest, but I wish she was more honest about like, you know, the circumstances. I know she blamed it on like something hitting her face and she was just uh-huh. like, well, might as well if I'm, you know, going to get my nose fixed, might as well do it. I don't really see a change. Yeah, I didn't see a change either. Um, it might have been like the profile. Mm-hmm. So she, maybe she got it like nice and like smooth. Um but yeah, it wasn't too different. I liked her nose like a little bit before. I think it was two or three seasons ago she got her nose redone. And uh-huh. I liked that nose. That was a nice nose. Mm, yeah. Can we talk about Garcelle giving Dorit a tour of her house and saying that she named her fish Dorit, the colorful black and white one, and then the plain one, Kyle. Oh my god, I died. Well, first of all, I love that fish tank. It's so cute. Um, secondly, I, yeah, I died at that. I was like, 
I can't. Like, this is hilarious. But it's, it is really funny that, like, Kyle and Lisa Rinna are, like, trying to, like, have these conversations with Garcelle and, like, trying to, like, prove themselves to her. And, I mean, I'm enjoying seeing it. Like, they're all kind of scared to talk to her. And it's a good thing. I love it. Team Garcelle forever. Forever and always. Yeah. So that was the premiere of Beverly Hills. I think we have a season. I think we have one. And I'm very excited. I mean, even just like, I feel like this premiere did a really great job at showing that like, there's just other stuff happening too besides the Erica drama, Mm -hmm. which again, it's really great because like, I didn't, I was kind of scared that the season was going to be focused all around that. Right. But I'm glad that there's new characters, new dynamics, new situations. um, That is going to be like, you know, stories as well. So it's not just going to be one thing. Exactly. So we shall see and we will discuss the second episode next week. We're going to take a break and we're going to wrap up with the first part of the New Jersey reunion. New Jersey, the Garden State. I wish (laughs) they were the Meatball State. They really need to be holding meatballs in that opening intro. They should be. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So this reunion, I just have to say, Queen Jen, she fucking dragged these bitches. I love yes, her. Yes, 1,000%. This was definitely one of those seasons where, like, I usually, like, you know, will, like, like one person on the left side, two people on the right side. This season finale, sorry, not finale, this reunion, it was, like, I like everybody on Teresa's side, which is very surprising. I know. And I kind of dislike everybody that was, you know, on the other side. I know, same. This, okay, this reunion, it was kind of all over the place. It was kind of like one, they would start talking about one thing and then another thing would come up and then another thing would come up and then people would start fighting about another thing. It was just like all over the place. And then all of a sudden, Joe Gorga was there. Like it was just like, it was all very, very, very random. But um, there were some really good points made. I think one of the biggest storylines in this reunion was Marge versus Jackie. Well, no, Marge and Melissa versus Jackie. Um, not Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer. I always get their names confused, but it was, you know, a lot. Um, I don't even know like where to begin because there was like a lot of drama that they all had with each other. I don't either. Like they would start talking about one person's storyline and then another person would start throwing shade and then they just start fighting. Yeah. Just like, all righty, we're getting started. Um, I mean, just bits and pieces, uh, jennifer going at it with marge and then dragging melissa and then jackie into it when she was just like uh you called me a concubine miriam webster where are you at that's not i died at that i was dying because i my hope for season whatever is that jackie and jen become friends i don't know why i want those two to team up so do I. And I think that what it really is, is that those two have a lot in common. And mm-hmm. I think that they do see each other. They understand each other and all that kind of stuff. I think what just ruined their relationship was just, you know, the past two seasons, not this current yeah. season, but the past two, where Jennifer and Jackie, you know, I, I do think that J- ja- Jennifer said a lot of crazy things in the past. Yeah. And she's been kind of an erratic person, but this season was definitely like, 
you know, her, it was her season. It, she was the voice of reason. She really put everything out there. And I think based off of that, like they have a lot of things connected. So I do agree with you. I, I want to see them like team up because I feel like Jackie knows and sees the kind of BS that Marge and Melissa deal with. But it's like, you know, you're on that side and you have these people supporting you. So you kind of just turn a blind eye and just let them do what they need to do. Because at the end of the day, they're your only friends. Exactly. So let's hope that they forge a relationship during this break. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing that I loved was when Jennifer she was asked about like the ring and he was like, can you show me the ring? And she had it sparkling and the camera cuts to Melissa. She's so fucking jealous. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, also just when Marge and uh, Jennifer were fighting, you know, Jennifer's calling, no, uh, Marge was calling her out on just, you know, like parading her wealth and all mm, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then um, Jennifer was just like, yeah, and what about it? Like, my husband's a doctor and well accomplished. And then Teresa. Teresa. Teresa, I don't even think she knew what she was doing. I think that she just said it because, like, you know, she's just one of those people that is just so dumb that, like, she doesn't even know when she's throwing shade. I know. And she was just like, well, I mean, if your husband was a doctor, you'd put it on your Instagram bio, too. But, you know, he's a plumber. And I I was just dying because I was like, Teresa's not wrong. Like, and if Jennifer wants to parade her man's career and is proud of him, then let her be. Like, that's her way of expressing her love. So, so be it. Exactly. And I just didn't agree with the assessment from Marge being like, you just use your family. And, like, your whole storyline is just your family. And it's like, I mean, That yeah, I like- thought was so rich coming from Marge, who's best friends with Melissa. Because I'm like... You're sitting right beside a lady who does that, but not only does that, but does it with fake storylines. We'll use the family and create those fake storylines for her to be on the show. Whereas Jennifer is putting out real shit. And I I just, again, like, I just thought it was so rich that like Melissa and Marge were saying that about her. Cause I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like this girl is actually showing her real life and real problems. I'm like you. Exactly. And it's like, Margaret, don't you have like March Senior on the show like half the time? Like, relax. And Melissa, like you're you literally have Joe Gorga coming out on the first part to talk about your marital problems, and you like filmed an uncomfortable conversation with your daughter on this season. Like, yeah. you also do the same thing. So don't say anything to her. Exactly, and it's like sure she uses her family but she is her family like this is her real life like Mm -hmm. she's not i don't want to say she's not nothing without her family but it's like this is her life what do you want exactly her family is involved so what what did you uh what did you think of melissa and marge kind of talking about the drama that jennifer has with her mom like they were kind of defending her mom's side and were like kind of shitting on jennifer for the way that she speaks and stuff i think they just did that because they wanted to do anything to be against jen yeah and it's just gross those two mm, not good luck for me yeah, I agree. Like this, it's funny because it's like we always thought that the, that group of people would be like you know the innocent people and like the the actual right side, but it's like over the season they kind of transformed into the villains. They did, they did. 
Joe Gorga coming on in the first part. Like, seriously? Ugh. I know. He was, like, ready to, like, talk about it and stuff. And I don't know. I kind of find, like, just, like, him and Melissa's fight, like, I kind of just overall find very hypocritical because it's, like... So you're basically implying that fame has changed her, yet mm-hmm. you're sitting here and talking about your marriage on TV. Oh, also the amount of times they said national TV on that oh reunion. I like I was just like, I can't even count it anymore. But like the fact that you guys are doing this, but you're complaining about how famous changed you, like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Like, are you dumb or are you yeah. dumb? Exactly. They're such hypocrites. And then one thing that kind of made me feel bad for Joe and Melissa was when they were talking about Joe Judice and like all the shit that he was talking about them. And then they showed a clip of like Gio on Watch What Happens Live and he Andy was asking her like, what do you think about your Uncle Joe talking about your dad? And she was just like, my Uncle Joe should not be talking about my dad. Um, that's family or whatever, none of his business. And I was just like, that one little scene of Gia really made me turn against her because I'm just like, are you serious? You are the one person who has lived through all of this and been able to be old enough to comprehend what was going on during all of this time. And you're still going to defend your dad just because he's your dad. Like, he's a shit person. You really need to get over this. That's that's one thing that I will always be on Melissa and Joe's side on. Yeah. It's just that Joe Judice was just a terrible person. And the fact that Teresa even defends him, like, still to this day, like, even just an ounce of her, you know, defending him is fucked up. Like, mm-hmm. he put your entire family, he put you guys through hell because Mm -hmm. of the irresponsible shit that he was doing and i don't know it's it's crazy i feel like Teresa still has like some sort of stockholm syndrome from joe she does oh my god for sure because it's just like he still has her like you know on a reel which is weird like it's like this man has put you through hell and like basically was like the reason for like you know your parents kind of dying because like they were so stressed out and worried from everything that was happening and you didn't even get to have time with them. And the fact that you're still defending him, that was pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, that was a lot for Joe and Melissa. And I, yeah, I am on their side with this whole thing. Um, speaking of Teresa, she, this I feel like every re- reunion, she kind of becomes more and more like dead inside oh my god like the way that she was speaking like she was like when something when a fight was happening she was just like that's crazy i know she's so over it that's wild and i was just like this lady is not alive like she really came here like barely like had a full night's rest and was just like okay let's just get this over with but i guess like at her point like it's like, you know, you've been doing this for years and years and years. You kind of just know how it goes. And there's no point in being upset visibly or anything. Because it's just like, it's a job. Exactly. But I do think that um, one part of Teresa does want to leave the show because mm-hmm. of Louis. In terms of, like, she's found a man. You know, she just wants to be happy and she has her money she has other avenues of making money like her cookbooks and stuff like that 
So I feel like part of her, probably like 40% of her wants to leave, but the other 60% also loves being on the camera and knows that this is very much beneficial to her livelihood. Yeah, I mean, again, like, I think that this season really proved that, like, Teresa is a professional professional because, like, yeah. the way that she was able to, like, instantly, like, she knew, like, in the first episode, like, the, the first day of filming, she was just like, okay, what am I pulling out now? Pulls out the, the cheating rumor, yep. goes around the party, does her job, leaves, has a full-on fight with Jackie, all of a sudden apologizes like it was no biggie, um you know does what she wants to do leaves parties uh-huh. because she's just like okay i've done a few scenes over here i'm good now i'm gonna go on my date now and then at this reunion too the fact that she's just very like you know just has no emotion and it's just like okay you guys let's get this over with like let's uh-huh. do this you know she she really knows what she's doing but i yeah i do worry that it's gonna come to a point in it, especially like next season maybe where it's gonna be like you know, the Nini effect, where we mm-hmm. saw in Atlanta, where, like, Nini just, like, stopped giving a shit, stopped showing up to things, just, even, like, Kim Zolciak did that, too. Yeah. So, I am worried, but I think that Teresa knows, again, that, like, this is a really great source of income. Yeah. Um, And the show will sustain other avenues of income, so she just has to do what she has to do. But I don't, I don't think that in the next season, I don't think she's going to bring Louis on. Like, I feel like she's going to be mm-hmm. very, really cautious about bringing him on because she's smart that way. Definitely. I love Teresa, though. She's like, I heard a rumor. <laughs> and, you know, speaking of this rumor, Jen alleges that the rumor actually came from Margaret. yeah i think they're going to talk about that in the next episode more um but she jenna speaking of that situation jennifer also put out there that um the whole michelle situation Mm -hmm. um she brought that up um jennifer was just like marge said that you know um i keep forgetting this lady's name michelle michelle came on the show just uh for the sake of it just for you know to shit on melissa and stuff um but also the fact that Marge said that Joe Gorga doesn't pay other people. Oh, yeah. Which I was just like, shit. Damn. And I love how this was all said when Joe Gorga was still out there. And Marge turns to Melissa and she's like, do you believe that? Do you believe that I would say that? And Melissa was like, no. And I was just like, oh, my. These people are really delusional because I believe it. I also sometimes don't understand like what side Teresa really stands on because like Teresa oh was just God, like yeah she told me when it happened and I was like okay but Teresa do you understand that she's talking shit about your brother so why didn't you do anything about it <laughs> right know? I mean we all know Teresa's a hypocrite like she always wants people to defend her but she won't defend other people because yeah they're they're adults they're big girls they can defend themselves exactly and so. She's just going to sit on the sidelines and look pretty. Exactly. Well, I think that was it for New Jersey. Yes, it was. Alrighty. So that is the end of our episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please follow us on Instagram or Twitter. Um, this is the last time I'm going to ask the ratings. <laughs> uh, because I'm getting tired of saying it. And I'm just like, Whatever. These people clearly just don't want to, so it's fine. <laughs> we will keep on continuing to speak into the void because we love the housewife so much. I love it. 
So we will see you guys next week. Bye, Bye everyone. everyone.